Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. College hoops practice opened around Montana and around the NCAA this week, and the Lady Grizz started the upcoming year with a bang. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. New Montana women's basketball coach Brian Holzinger and his staff secured a verbal commitment from Mackendra Koenig, a 5'9 point guard from Mill Creek, Washington, who is listed as the 91st ranked player in the United States. Koenig is a four-star recruit who previously competed for the Austrian U16 national team. The Montana women's soccer team won its fifth consecutive game, all coming by shutout, and finished off a sweep of its Big Sky Conference opening road trip with a 1-0 victory over Southern Utah on Sunday afternoon in Cedar City. The Grizz opened the league with a 1-0 victory at Northern Arizona Friday night. Montana's last four wins have been by 1-0 scores with the goals coming from four different players. Bella O'Brien scored the deciding goal of the most recent Montana win. In crosstown volleyball action last night, Big Sky took down Hellgate in four sets. The Eagles moved to 2-11 with the win and Hellgate remains winless at 0-9. And finally, in the latest Treasure State Media football poll, the Sentinel Spartans are nearly the unanimous top team in Class AA. The defending state champions won for the 14th straight time at Helena last week to move to 4-0 this season. Sentinel received 14 of 15 first place votes. Billings West came in second. Ellsville Glacier is number three. Butte number four. And Great Falls CMR is number five. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
Montana. Welcome back in. Nuana's now 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. You can also stream us on YouTube. N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. Please uh, go subscribe. You're going to want to subscribe because the only way we're going to be able to win are awesome giveaways. We got a great Twisted Tea package for you, and we got a great Alpine Touch package for you that includes some other pretty fancy things. But the only way you're going to be eligible is if you're subscribed to our YouTube channel and our podcast channel. So go subscribe to those two things, and uh, we'll give you all the details on that during Friday's show, the 1st of October. Mr. Thing in the first hour of Nuanez now. Great first hour, Sean Rainey from SWX Montana Television. He and I had a nice conversation about Eastern Washington and Montana, the matchup on Saturday. We did that last night from the SWX Montana studios. Alex Eshelman, also of SWX Montana, swung by for our Montana State Minute update about the Bobcats. And we also heard from, uh, well, I guess we heard from myself and a lot of you. So thanks for the fancy football texts as part of our Wing It Wednesday. And uh, we'll be letting you know the winner of the Wing It Wednesday here in just a minute. But to appreciate all that, and I appreciate the Despo for years and years of support uh, here on ESPN Radio. All that stuff from the first hour can be found on the podcast, proudly presented, Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. Thanks for everybody that's hitting the downloads, man. We got a ton of downloads going on on the podcast, and that's pretty cool. Love to see all the analytics, where they're all coming from. Uh, they're coming from all over the state, all over the country, all over the world. We even got some, I think I think that must be military guys that are listening over in the Turkey area, Middle East. Pretty cool to see uh, where it's all coming around. But uh, Grizz, Bobcat, and, and Montana high school sports fans all the way around the entire planet Earth. So pretty cool. Thanks so much for uh, engaging with us. Levi Janicaro, Grizz Star of the Week, coming up here. I guess whenever Montana gets done practicing. But in the meantime, I caught up with a guy who I was a big fan of when I was a kid. That's an interesting dynamic for me because uh, as you get older, I think you get, start getting less starstruck by people. And I'm not saying I'm starstruck by this guy, but he was certainly somebody that I looked up to a lot and one of my favorite players when I was a kid. Moment in time to be certain, when the Denver Broncos were on their great run in the late 1990s, when John Elway was the quarterback and he rides off in the sunset, Ed McCaffrey was one of Denver's best receivers. I was also, you know, in elementary into middle school at that time. So very impressionable, but also really starting to become really passionate about sports. And of course, living in Missoula, the CBS was always showing the Broncos. So uh, a lot of exposure to Ed McCaffrey as well. But now he's sort of evolved into not just a former great NFL player and not just the head coach in Northern Colorado. He's also the father of a bunch of elite football players, including Christian McCaffrey, one of the best players in the NFL. And, uh, he also got a pretty darn good quarterback, a darn good son, I should say, talented son, playing quarterback at Northern Colorado. We caught up with Ed McCaffrey earlier this week. His team travels to Bozeman on Saturday. Well, happy now for our ESPN Roundtable. We do this each Wednesday during the 5 o'clock hour. And our guest this week, bringing his team to Bozeman, Montana, for a Saturday showdown against the Montana State Bobcats. It's Ed McCaffrey, the head coach for Northern Colorado. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. First and foremost, let's talk about this last couple weeks and I guess this last couple months. You took the job at Northern Colorado, but it's been a long wait since you actually got to compete in actual football games because Northern Colorado, one of the five teams in the Big Sky Conference that did not compete during the spring season. So now that you've got a couple games under your belt, Northern Colorado 2-2, two and two, off to a decent start here. What have you thought of just actually being a head coach at the collegiate level? 
Um, I absolutely love coaching. It's my favorite thing to do. So I'm having a blast. Um, you know, obviously dealing with adversities that none of us thought we'd be dealing with, with COVID. And even though I'd like to turn the page on the pandemic, it's still around. And it's been my number one biggest challenge and the biggest challenge for our program, you know, missing in players and missing players and coaches during the season. You know, I almost equate it to like if 25% of your team got hurt at the same time, um, they're unavailable uh, to play in the games and unavailable to participate on scout teams. So those are the sort of things that have been challenging. But what's been a blessing is the attitude of our players. It's a next man up mentality. And these guys love football and they're fine young men. I really think they're, they're young men who are going to do wonderful things way beyond football when they leave here. And they're a fun group to coach. You mentioned that you love coaching. At what point did you realize that? Because you had such an outstanding playing career, and a lot of times guys that play at such a high level have a hard time getting into coaching or have no interest in it. At what point did you realize that you loved coaching? Um, I think right away. I mean, when I retired from the NFL, I considered coaching at a higher level, but played 13 years, was a dad to four boys, and they just happened to start playing right around when I retired. So I thought, I'd coach Little League and have fun coaching my sons and be around them. I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it at the time. I wanted to be around my family after having played a long time, and I don't regret it. Those are some of the most fun and fulfilling years of my life, um, coaching them in little league. And then they got older, right? And then they go to high school, and so then I kind of followed them, jumped up to high school, and coached at that level, and liked to be around them and their friends and other great coaches that were fun to be around, and enjoyed it. And then uh, you know, then they went to college, and Lisa and I were empty nesters. And so that's when I decided to maybe step it up a notch and coach at the collegiate level and I'm um, having a lot of fun. My boys were the first ones to call me and congratulate me and were so excited that I took the job because they knew, uh, they know how much I love football, but they also knew there'd be a little bit of a sacrifice. I don't get to every Panthers game. I don't get to every Rice Owls game uh, to watch my youngest son. And, um, and Lisa and I aren't always together on the weekend, which is kind of a habit we got into when we had four boys all playing at the same time. But as fate would have it, you know, I have a son, our oldest son, Max, is coaching with us and doing a great job with our offense. And Dylan decided to play here, which was not the plan when I took the job, but I'm certainly happy it worked out that way. You mentioned the fact that one son is the offensive coordinator, one son is the quarterback. Is there any sibling rivalry or how does that dynamic work? You know, you learn as a parent, I'm sure any parent will tell you who's coached their son or daughter, um, it can be the greatest blessing in the world or it can end tragically if it's not handled the right <laughs> yeah. way. And I, I learned early on that it's, it's sometimes harder for, you know, a son or daughter to receive information from a parent. It's easier from a sibling. And uh, that's kind of the way it's worked out here. Max and Dylan are brothers. They're great friends. And uh, Max is an incredible coach. He coaches everyone on our team, obviously, but those two get along and speak the same language. So it's been better than I even anticipated. And as a head coach, you know, I learned a long time ago to coach through other coaches. We have a great quarterback coach, J.J. Rattering, and he does a phenomenal job coaching all of our quarterbacks. And when I, when I need to coach, I'll coach through them. Um, I won't do it directly. I think that information is easier, easier to receive that way. Ed McCaffrey joining us. He's the head coach of Northern Colorado. Northern Colorado plays at Montana State on Saturday afternoon. Big Big Sky Conference showdown there in Bozeman. And, Coach, you mentioned the culture of a program. And I think that that's a word that's used a lot in college football and in football in general, but maybe an elusive dynamic uh, for some, but an important one for all. But there's also probably a distinctly different element of what culture might mean at different levels of football. So from your experience in the NFL – 
but then now as a college coach, after being a high school coach, what are the differences? What does it take to go about building culture, specifically at the FCS collegiate level, and maybe how is that different from what you experienced with the Broncos or what you experienced at Valor Christianer throughout your football life? Well, you know, we talk, talk a lot about football being fun. Um, for me, it's really more a fulfillment. Are, are you feeling fulfilled by playing this sport? Do you have the respect of your teammates and your coaches? Um, you know, I look at teams that are a hardworking group of players who share that self-sacrifice and play together as one and love what they're doing. And that shows on the football field. Uh, you can tell the teams that are organized and disciplined and unselfish that give you everything they have. Forget the scoreboard, right? I mean, is it a type of team that loves what they're doing and gives you everything they have and plays up to their full potential and leaves the field with no regrets? So those are the types of teams I like to be a part of, teams that hold each other accountable and have high expectations for themselves. And the best teams are player-led. I think a good culture usually means that the players um, hold, hold themselves accountable and have high expectations for themselves and make the coach's job a lot easier. I feel like we have that here at UNC. Is that something that's been cultivated since you arrived? Or what was the culture like when you first got there? And what, is there anything you guys have tried to change? Or what have you thought of just the way that it's grown and evolved? I, I'm really pleased with how uh, our team has grown together and evolved. Um, you know, it, it was obviously difficult. I took over during a COVID pandemic. There's been huge turnover on the roster. I mean, a transition is always probably pretty difficult when you go from one coach to, to another. And so between new players on the team and portal players joining the team and the players that were here already and navigating a global pandemic, it certainly wasn't easy. And I thought that was the, probably what hurt us the most. Again, the you know, the, the pandemic has been the number one challenge for me and for our program because we were kicked off campus three different times. You can't do team building activities, which are important, I think, for a program when nobody's allowed to be on campus. And that continued into this year to some extent. And uh, even now we're missing players going into games. And so with all these COVID restrictions and protocols, it makes it harder to be physically present. Even now we have some players that aren't allowed indoors in meetings. And I just never anticipate having to deal with that. That's been the biggest challenge, but on the field and when we are together, I think it's a great group of players that respect each other and have high expectations and, and hold each other accountable. And that's happy. That's makes me happy. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. Ed McCaffrey joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio as well as statewide television, SWX Montana Television. Ed is the head coach for the Northern Colorado Bears. They head to Bozeman to take on Montana State on Saturday afternoon. And coach, let's talk about your team so far this year. Two and two wins over Houston Baptist and then last week in overtime over a Northern Arizona team that was coming off of their first win in Tucson over the Arizona Wildcats in almost 100 years. So a good victory last week to get Big Sky Conference play started. 1-0. What have you out of your team's performance thus far as you guys head to Bozeman? Um, I still think we are improving as a football team. And, you know, some of that might be because we didn't have a spring season. We didn't have a fall season. We've been off campus for the majority of the last two years. So it's probably to be expected. We're still trying to put together our best football game. It hasn't been done yet. Certainly would be great timing for that to happen this week. But the thing we did accomplish was we found a way to win a close football game against a good team. Uh, the week before, we came up a couple plays short. This past week, we found a way to turn the corner, and we're hoping to build off that momentum. 
When you take a look at Montana State, one of the most talented teams in the league, a team that has several of the best players or among the best players at their given positions, particularly when you look at the offensive and defensive fronts and also then in the backfield with Isaiah Fonse as well. When you first look at Montana State, what stands out to you on film? Well, there's no weak links. I mean, a lot of times you look to find an area to exploit offensively, defensively, or in special teams, and these guys don't have one. <laughs> you, you, you were right. They, they have some of the best players in the whole conference at every position. So, you know, we're going to have to do our best to win those one-on-one battles, all, you know, all 11 of them. And, and against a good football team, uh, you can't have self-inflicted wounds. I mean, you need to play your best football. They're going to win some battles. We're going to win some battles. But just, you know, we're going to have to earn everything that we get. They're not going to give us anything for free, and they're going to be prepared. They're going to play hard. Any particular individuals or or position groups defensively that stand out for Montana State? Yeah, again, I wish I could pick one that was better than the other. They obviously have a couple of studs that are well-known, but I'm I'm not finding a a weak link on their roster. Um, They're well-coached, and they do what they do extremely well. I know you're only one game into the Big Sky Conference portion of your schedule, um, but I guess first start with last week's victory. What did it take for you guys to pull that out? Because it seemed like a hard-fought defensive game. You guys are not giving up very many points, less than 20 points a game, which is an outstanding mark so far here in, in, in this day and age of college football. What did it take for you guys to take down an NAU team that was coming off a Pac-12 victory? Again, I think our guys just played together. There's great communication out there. Uh, we fly around. Uh, with a lot of speed and uh, self-sacrifice. Guys aren't selfish or greedy. They know their assignments. Uh, you know, defense is about alignment, assignment and technique, communicating and doing your job. And we got guys that will, will do that for us. And we take a look at Montana State's offense. Isaiah Fonse last week, 30 carries, 217 yards, an impressive performance in both durability and uh, fortitude. So uh, it starts with the run game at Montana State. It has for a handful of years now. But what sort of things do you see offensively out of the Bobcats? Uh, they're 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 big and strong, and they do again. They do what they do really well. I mean, 200 yards is a lot for anybody at any level on the ground. That's pretty impressive. And you know, when a when a running back, as a father to a running back, uh, you know, trust me, when the running back is having that kind of success, there's going to be a few plays where they they made something out of nothing, and then there's also a lot of plays where the O line got the job done up front. You know, you can't can't rush for 200 yards without the O-line doing their job, receivers blocking down the field. So they take it seriously, and, and they're very good at a lot of things, but certainly in the run game. As you prepare to make the trip to Bozeman, what do you think of just the logistical challenges? Because uh, obviously it's easy to get to Bozeman now because it's growing so much, direct flights, all that stuff. But what do you think of just the venue you'll play in the atmosphere? And just from a broad perspective, not Bozeman aside, what's it like as a head coach preparing yourself to go to a place that you've never coached before? That's pretty much the case with every game I'm coaching this season. Right. So it hasn't changed. You know, I spent my life in the NFL and at Division One level, never been at the FCS level. It's a different world. Uh, there's great coaches at this level, and the talent's way, way better than what I anticipated. And so it's, it'll be a challenge this week. But I've never been there. I'm sure it'll, I've heard great things about the crowd and fans in the stadium, and I'm sure it'll be a fun football environment. Ed McCaffrey joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Roundtable. He leads Northern Colorado to Bozeman to take on Montana State on Saturday. And, Coach, we'll get you out of here on this. What are the keys to the game? What matchups uh, intrigue you the most in terms of your team versus Montana State? And what do you think will be the key elements if you guys are going to go on the road and get a victory? 
Uh, again, I just think we need we need to do what we've practiced all week well in this game. We can't leave plays on the field. We need to be more concerned about our assignments and just making sure that we uh, we execute full speed on every play and uh, don't give them anything. They're too good of a team, too good of a team uh, to leave plays that we should have made out on the field, too good of a team if we have a lot of penalty yards, too good of a team if we have MAs. So those are still the things we're looking to clean up, and I think we need to do that first. Um, and things hopefully will work out. And, you know, if we do that, we certainly will have a chance to compete. Well, Coach, I know it's a busy time of year. We appreciate you taking the time today. Best of luck in Bozeman on Saturday, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. But thank you so much for being with us here on ESPN. Thank you, Coulter. They go Ed McCaffrey, longtime NFL receiver, and now tasked with, I don't even know if it's a rebuild, the building of Northern Colorado. They had a great success at the Division II level. They've had almost no success at the FCS level since moving into the Big Sky Conference in 2006. So we'll see. We'll see what the McCaffreys can get done. But uh, they play at Montana State, Northern Colorado does, on Saturday afternoon. I got an idea for you. Paradise Bowls has got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They got 30 big screen TVs and 18 draft beers. So if you're in the mood for some college football, this ESPN Plus is innovating everything. Go to Paradise Falls, maybe keep an eye on the Bobcat game, watch some other Big Sky Conference games, check out some of the big-time FBS games that are going on. You're chilling, you're hanging out, maybe have some lunch, maybe a early little app before dinner, and then roll it all the way into that 8.30 kickoff with Montana at Eastern Washington. You have a whole day of football, maybe have a couple of meals at Paradise Falls. I don't know. I'm not telling, trying to tell you what to do. I'm just making a nice suggestion for you. Paradise Falls has everything you want in a family establishment, Great place to hang out, watch football, and again, breakfast, lunch, dinner, early and late happy hours, all sorts of food and drink specials, particularly on Saturday. So head on down to Paradise Falls and hang out with them. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hot spot and the proud presenter of the ESPN Roundtable. More questions about the Grizz. Thanks for all the texts. We'll get to those and efforting Levi Janicaro as well, Missoula Big Sky Product Grizz, linebacker, and our Grizz Star of the Week. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. College hoops practice opened around Montana and around the NCAA this week, and the Lady Grizz started the upcoming year with a bang. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. New Montana women's basketball coach Brian Holzinger and his staff secured a verbal commitment from McKendra Koenig, a 5'9 point guard from Mill Creek, Washington, who is listed as the 91st ranked player in the United States. Koenig is a four-star recruit who previously competed for the Austrian U16 national team. The Montana women's soccer team won its fifth consecutive game, all coming by shutout, and finished off a sweep of its 
Big Sky Conference opening road trip with a 1-0 victory over Southern Utah on Sunday afternoon in Cedar City. The Grizz opened the league with a 1-0 victory at Northern Arizona Friday night. Montana's last four wins have been by 1-0 scores, with the goals coming from four different players. Bella O'Brien scored the deciding goal of the most recent Montana win. In crosstown volleyball action last night, Big Sky took down Hellgate in four sets. The Eagles moved to 2-11 with the win, and Hellgate remains winless at 0-9. And finally, in the latest Treasure State Media football poll, the Sentinel Spartans are nearly the unanimous top team in Class AA. The defending state champions won for the 14th straight time at Helena last week to move to 4-0 this season. Sentinel received 14 of 15 first place votes. Billings West came in second. Ellsbury Glacier is number three. Butte number four. And Great Falls CMR is number five. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're having an outstanding day. Hope you're having a great week. It's awesome around here. Can't believe it's almost October. We're getting to the heart, the meat of it. Can't wait for Saturday. We're heading over to Cheney, Washington for the showdown. Number four, Montana at number six, Eastern Washington. It's dominating our coverage here on ESPN Radio, and hopefully you're enjoying it. Thanks so much for spending some time with us here on Nuanas Now. 102.9 102.9 FM on your radio dial, as well as SWX Montana Television, 199 on cable, 23.3 on terrestrial television, or maybe you're watching on YouTube, whatever way you're watching the show. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you hanging out. Appreciate all the feedback. Every Tuesday or Wednesday, probably Wednesdays uh, for the remainder of the season, we'll be having a Grizz football player join us live from after practice. The caveat to that is, Practice has to end. <laughs> so we're waiting for Levi Janicaro uh, to finish up practicing. He's a Missoula Big Sky practice, sophomore on the Grizz. And he's our Grizz star of the week. After blocking a punt last week against Cal Poly. And then landed on that sucker in the end zone. Pretty cool for him. I know he's been bouncing around a little bit. Uh, trying to really find a way and uh, here he is find his way and here he is he's got a role on this team he's a great special teams player getting some reps defensively as well so we'll get into that in just a little bit our Grizz Star of the Week is brought to you by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors has their ski package going their lease program going back for the 2021 season skis and bindings uh, from both head and Tyrolia and well as well as boots from DeBello. Uh, so you can get these packages, maybe try some new stuff out. Uh, it's a great way to get into something, maybe skis you haven't tried before or get a really nice new pair of skis that you just turn back in at the end of the year. The adult packages start at $169.99, and the junior packages start at $109.99. So head on down to uh, Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. There's a limited number of packages available, and they're probably only going to be available to the end of November. Uh, but you do have to sign the lease agreement. Give a little ID, but other than that, pretty simple. So, need some new skis, whether you're leasing, buying, or anything else for your outdoors activities this upcoming fall and winter, head on down to Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. 
one of your favorite sporting good dealers in the city of Missoula for quite some time. I love me some Bob Ward's, man. I used to love going in there when I was a kid. I still do love going in there, but that was like Christmas early, going to get your some new ski stuff. Super cool. Got to love it. A couple of uh, questions, inquiries from the text line, which, by the way, you want to text us or call us, whatever you want to do. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. We had a couple inquiries. Question number one, what is the status of Joe Babros? He's a senior defensive end for the Grizzlies. What's the status of his injury? He did leave the game very early on, like the very first defensive series for the Grizzlies. Number 56, Joe Babros limped off. Uh, he was at a walking in a walking boot at practice yesterday, and he did not practice, so I would I would say he is doubtful at best for Saturday. The other question is, will Gavin Robertson play? Garrett Graves had an outstanding game in his first start at safety for Montana. Led the team in tackles at 11 tackles. Looked really good, really fluid. Gavin Robertson was nowhere to be found. Uh, I've confirmed that he suffered a little bit of flu-like symptoms, so he was not feeling good uh, all week long, couldn't really practice, and so... Uh, he was not able to dress for the game on Saturday, but expect him to be back once he's feeling better. I think he's probably feeling better by now. Hopefully he is. Um, never any fun to do all that, but uh, Gavin Robertson, nothing serious. Should be back uh, in short order, but Garrett Graves was very good in his uh, place. But G- Gavin Robertson, a guy that's a little underrated on the Grizz football team, actually. I think he's a all-league caliber player for sure. Another question. In past years, Eastern Washington would bring an extra stand seating to accommodate all the Grizz fans that came to the game in Cheney. I wonder if they did that for this weekend's game. I do recall that they didn't do that for the playoff game when the Grizz had them uh, in Cheney. That was back in 2014. They didn't want the multitude of Grizz fans for the playoffs. That's an interesting one. I don't know the answer to that because I think that, of course, with a game that's nationally televised on ESPN Radio or on ESPN 2, um, that... You want the stadium to look as good as it possibly can. And uh, you want it to look as full as it possibly can. If you can sell your full allotment of tickets, and by the way, Roost Field holds about 10,500. I don't know. I think that you probably still even do bring in the stands because I do think from an ESPN perspective, first of all, given the last 18 months, 20 months, whatever, these schools have lost so much revenue um, when it comes to athletic departments. And you could say, well, Eastern Washington doesn't lose nearly as much as Montana because their stadium's half the size. Well, you're still losing a percentage of your revenue. And, and in this case, the percentage is all of your revenue. I know Eastern had a few fans back in the spring, but they need to make some up no matter what. So I think if they think they can sell it out, no matter how many seats they put in there, and that includes a couple thousand Grizz fans, I think you do it. I think that's a cool element of the TV broadcast as well because, you know, how often do you have – a stadium. That's why some of these intimate stadiums like that. Let's say there's ten thousand Eastern fans there and three thousand Grizz fans there. Well, you uh, you're still monetizing that. You're still capitalizing on it. But in what other place are you going to have thirty percent of the fans from the opposing team? And maybe a couple places around the country. But most of the time, if it's a big venue with a passionate fan base, they're not going to allot that many tickets to make it a negligible difference. Like imagine if there's thirty thousand Ohio State fans at a Michigan game. Or vice versa. I don't know. I think that I think Eastern will probably want to do it just for the revenue perspective and the fact that this is such a good branding and marketing moment for the University of Montana and Eastern Washington as a whole. So I don't know the definitive answer to that question. It is a good one. But I do think that uh, I would lean toward Eastern probably adding some extra uh, bleachers if they do expect 
a couple thousand Grizz fans, which I do expect that. Cause it's a pretty short drive, man. Only three three plus hours, so uh, we'll see. But I, I would expect them to do that. Last question here. We're gonna take a break because they got two periods of practice left at the University of Montana. So we'll take one more break. Come back. Hopefully, Levi Jack Carroll will join us here on Nuanas now. But uh, last question. And if you have more questions, text us triple eight one zero two nine. Chris, question from a gal who knows some but not enough about football. Do lights interfere at all? in fielding kickoffs and punt returns? That's a really good question, actually. Night games, particularly regular season night games, are so new. I remember when I was in college at Montana, mid-2000s, ESPN would have to bring the lights in because Montana and Montana State didn't have lights. I remember when Wadad Cruzado, Montana State president, said that Montana State was getting lights. Well, that helped sort of kick Montana in the butt to say, hey, we need to go get some lights, too. It's always an arms race. Uh, the greatest rivalry in the West. They're always going to be uh, a rivalry for everything, a competition for everything. So Montana went and got some lights too. But there's only been lights for less than a decade at these two schools. And the regular season home games under the lights are very rare. Montana State always opens up with a night game uh, for the gold rush. But uh, usually Montana, very sparingly, do they play night games. So I don't really know the answer to that question because I haven't really covered that many games where lights are there. I, I, would, I would say no. Well, I can't definitively say that. So I actually think that's a really excellent question. And uh, you imply that you're a gal who doesn't know uh, that much about football, but I don't know if there's a definitive answer to that. It's actually something I'm going to have to ask around about. So thank you for cueing my curiosity. Grizz Star of the Week with Levi Janicaro. And what we got in store for you for the rest of the week, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Radio Missoula. Montana, welcome back. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanas, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. Largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. They have almost 1,600 trucks in their inventory. You can check out that inventory at nwmsrocks.com. That's NW msrocks.com Mr. Thing of the show it's been a fun show so far uh, still efforting by the way Levi Janicaro I'm hearing it's just going to be a few minutes for the Grizz linebacker who's our Grizz star of the week heard from Sean Rainey our good buddy at SWX Montana breaking down the Grizz at Eastern Washington matchup heard from Alex Eshelman from SWX Montana breaking down 
Montana State's road win last week and their upcoming game against Northern Colorado this week. Also, I gave you some fancy football advice, some great engagement. Good job by you guys today. All sorts of great texts and feedback and questions and all that. And I also heard from Ed McCaffrey, longtime NFL veteran who's now the head coach for the Northern Colorado Bears. They head to Bozeman to take on the Montana State Bobcats. Uh, the Big Sky Conference last week, by the way, you can find all that from today's show in the podcast, which is presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Levi Janet Carroll, Missoula Big Sky product, scored a touchdown last week in Montana's homecoming game after blocking a punt. He'll join us here in just a few minutes. But if you were looking at the Big Sky Conference last week and all the matchups in the league, there's the UC Davis-Weber State matchup, which was the, the, the only matchup really between two teams really projected to be in the conference title race and, and in the playoff hunt. And Weber State fell in that one to UC Davis 17-14, which is a huge win for Davis because Davis dodges some of the other premier teams in the league this year. And uh, everything else was just chalk. Montana, Montana State won. Eastern Washington won. And then Sacramento State won. The one game that maybe was an unexpected result was Northern Arizona going to Greeley and losing. NAU toppled Arizona two weeks ago, beat the Arizona Wildcats for the first time since 1936, 21-19 in Tucson. But then they go on the road and they fall in overtime in Northern Colorado. So big letdown for NAU there. But Northern Colorado, they're 2-2. Two and two. I don't know what to think of this team yet. I mean, Houston Baptist and NAU, their wins. I don't know if those are that great of wins, but... We also didn't really expect Northern Colorado to be in the mix at all. So maybe Ed McCaffrey's got a little something rolling here. Uh, But we'll see. One other thing worth noting, it was in the sports center there, but the Lady Grizz, they they landed McKendra Koenig, who is a four-star recruit out of Mill Creek, Washington. And uh, pretty big get for Brian Holzinger. Crazy how basketball season sneaks up on you. Brian Holzinger was at the press conference on Monday, so we'll play some of that sound for you tomorrow from the new Lady Grizz head coach. But they're doing a killer job in recruiting right now at Montana. It's crazy. That's football season rolling along, but we had uh, basketball practice rolling along as well. Time now for our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. A guy that's joined us on this show several times during his high school days at Missoula Big Sky, but we have not circled back around with him since he signed with the Montana Grizzlies, and he's been putting in the work, and now it's starting to show up. He's Levi Janet Carroll. Levi, Thanks so much for making some time with us, man. I know that uh, you just got done with practice. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm really appreciative that you guys would have me on here. Of course, man. We always love the local guys. I'm a Big Sky alum and uh, love getting to know you when you were in high school and uh, super fun to have you back on the show. So let's talk about the big moment last week. You guys run a sweet punt block and uh, you come free and you tip it. And not only do you tip it, you block it and then you land on it. So you get your first punt block and your first Grizz touchdown all in one moment on a homecoming Saturday. Take us through it. What did you see on it? What was it like scoring a touchdown at Washington Grizzly Stadium? Uh, well, Coach Houck, uh, the whole week, he had a game plan in on, on punt return that looked pretty sweet. I mean, the first couple uh, returns that we had in the game, it kind of opened up. Uh, Tyler Flink, who's right next to me on punt return, he really did a good job of eating up the shield guys. And so I just came free because they double teamed him because he's he's such a beast on punt return. Uh, I just looked at the launch point where he was going to kick it, put my hand out, and thank God I, I got a piece of it and uh, started putting my head on a swivel because trying to find the ball. 
saw it in the end zone, so I just knew I, I had to had to hustle and try to jump on it before it went out of the back of the end zone. But, I mean, growing up in Missoula, be, being a Grizz fan, uh, scoring a touchdown there was just awesome. It was kind of surreal. Super surreal, super awesome for you, too, considering you came in as an offensive guy, but then have transitioned to the defensive side. Maybe didn't think you were going to score a touchdown, but it's, it also seems like Montana defensive guys, they're scoring a few touchdowns these days. You guys got a couple defensive touchdowns already. Yeah, uh, a lot of people think that most of the athletes are on the offensive, on the offensive <laughs> side of the ball, but our uh, defensive guys, are just like you said, they're, they're putting up some points. You, you know, you can't uh, count them out. We were laughing in the press box, too, because – Patrick O'Connell is playing at an unbelievable level, an all-world level. It's even better than All-American right now. But his pick six that got called back, he looked like the fastest guy on the field. But I know that's a guy that you're sort of a, an understudy for. I know that uh, you're backing him up right now, but he's playing at an unbelievable level right now. So what's it like watching Patty O'Connell right now? Pat is a freak, to, to, to say the very least. He is the most athletic guy on the field at all times, in my opinion. He can make any play. And like you said, just when he had that ball in his hands, he he looked like a running back. I mean, switching the ball, stiff-arming guys, he just looks like a natural. I mean, he, just like you said, he, he is an athlete. He's playing at an all-world type. And um, being able to to be his, his, his backup has been a blessing because, you know, he's he comes in every day, does things the right way. He His work ethic is better than most people I've ever seen. And, you know, like a lot of the linebackers say, don't talk about it, be about it. And Pat, he is all about it. That man loves, he doesn't love the game day. I mean, he does, but he loves the work that it takes to get there. Impressive. It seems to be a trend amongst this team. It's Levi Janicaro, Missoula native and a Montana Grizz linebacker. It's our Grizz Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. And Levi, you mentioned playing on some of the special teams next to Tyler Flink, who's also a Missoula Big Sky product. But it seems like there's a tremendous buy-in right now among your guys' team, no matter what your role might be. So what does it take mentally to, to buy into being a special teams ace? And and how fun is that when you actually get to go make plays like you guys have been on special teams? Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of people that don't know a whole lot about football that, that, that think that special teams is where they put the scrubs. But uh, Coach Houck, he, he, he preaches that, that special teams is – a huge part of the game that can't be overlooked. And, you know, uh, he, he says that everybody that's that, that's on a special teams, wh- whether it's punt, punt return, kickoff, or KOR, he thinks that they're the only guy in their position that, that, that can do their job the best. So it really makes you feel like special teams is as important as he preaches because it is. As you can see in our last game, I mean, it helps us really secure that win. So it's not hard to, to buy in when when you know just just how important that it is. No question. You guys are scoring t- points in bunches on special teams. I mean, 14 points from the special teams alone last week. Uh, take us through, are, first of all, are you on the kick return unit? When, were you on the field when Malik Flowers housed the kick? I am for, I unfortunately was not. No, I'm a backup behind Kale Edwards, who is an animal on kick return. Kale Edwards is a very talented kid from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. He's made the transition from linebacker to defensive end, and he's doing really well and particularly contributing on special teams. But uh, from your perspective, when you're standing on the sidelines, Levi, that has to be one of the most exciting plays in the game when you see Malik get the ball and the, the water's kind of park. Oh, it's it's so exciting to watch because, uh, I mean, you're kind of watching the kick and things are going slow. Malik is reading it and watching him hit that seam. 
and just run through it. That man is fast as lightning. It is, just like you said, it is exciting to, to watch him do, do, do his thing. How about for you on a personal note, switching over the defensive side of the ball? How's that gone for you, and uh, what have you thought of playing defense now that you've been doing it for a little while? I've enjoyed the switch tremendously. Uh, all in high school, I didn't play a whole lot of, of defense and, and whatnot, so uh, when they told me that I was going to be a linebacker, I was nervous a little bit, but all the linebackers, you know, great guys, just in my opinion, you know, this team is filled with the great guys, but the linebackers are top tier. So I was just really blessed to be a part of their group, and they uh, took me in and taught me the ways of how defense plays, the the meanness, the the nastiness, but as a unit. And uh, the switch has been a blast. I've really loved it. Levi Janicaro joining us, Missoula product and a Grizz linebacker, part of our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. Levi, we'll get you out of here on this. Pretty much the only thing we've been talking about on ESPN Radio all week is the showdown in Cheney on Saturday night under the lights, ESPN2. I know it's a, a serious game, and you guys are going to take this thing with your preparation fully seriously, but this has to be an awesome moment for you and your teammates, the, the fact that you get to play on national TV in a top-10 game. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. They're, they're, they're a good team, and we think that we have a good team, so it's going to be a good test for, for, uh, for both sides. Really excited. Well, Levi, we're proud of you here at ESPN Radio. Keep putting in the good work, and uh, thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck this weekend. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for, for, for having me. Levi Janet Carroll, Grizz Star of the Week. That's a good kid, man. I remember watching him in high school and thinking, I don't know what position he's going to play, uh, but somebody somewhere has got to give this guy a shot. And when Bobby Houck first got hired back in Montana, one of his first calls, I think he actually even just drove down to Big Sky and saw Matt Johnson, Missoula Big Sky head coach, and Levi Janet Carroll and said, hey, let's get you on the squad and he's done a great job of transforming himself from a former high school Wildcat-style quarterback to then a running back and then a fullback at Montana to then now most recently playing linebacker. Great athlete, really hard worker, really strong and tough kid. So pretty cool when kids from the Garden City make their way to the big time at the Montana football program. Appreciate Levi for joining us. That was a uh, it's a great interview. Proud of him for for all the work he's put in. I, you know, I always got a special place in my heart for those guys from from Big Sky that played for Coach Johnson. Coach Johnson and I go way back to when I was a young kid. So, uh, Matt, he does the best he can with what he is given. And from time to time, when he's got dudes, Big Sky's pretty damn good. And uh, Janet, the Janet Carroll brothers have both been part of that. So, cool for Levi to be making waves at Montana. Thanks for kicking it with us. This has been a great week so far, man. So happy for all the people that are swinging by here. Hope you're enjoying all the great content that we got around here. We're having a hell of a time making it for you. And uh, this is what we waited for. It was a a horrific time, particularly in sports media, but all around the the country and the world these last almost two years. And uh, I know we still got a lot to get through, and there's still a lot of adversity out there in the world, but... It is so good to have college football back, especially in a college town and a college football town like Missoula and and Bozeman, too. And uh, it's great for the community, great for bringing us together, great for the the economy, all of it, man. Everything in Montana is better when football is back and when football is good. And both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies got it rolling right now. So we hope you're enjoying coming along for the ride with us. This has been Nuanas Now, one-stop shop for all things sports each and every day right here on ESPN Radio as well as around the great state of Montana. 
on SWX Montana Television. Jam-packed tomorrow again. Going to hear from Montana State head coach Brent Vegan. We're going to hear from uh, perhaps Eastern Washington offensive coordinator Ian Shoemaker. Also, Carolyn Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, Mary Lou's Cook, and Kyle Sample. All that and more 4 o'clock tomorrow. We'll see you then. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 